0: Quit being the world's best-kept secret. Your time is now. Welcome to The Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now here's your host, three-time best-selling author, speaker, and certified executive coach, Debra Kazowski. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show. Again, we talk about life, leadership, and business to help you live rich from the inside out. Today, I have a special guest, and it's really cool because I've been to where he's from in Chattanooga, and uh, it's been many, many years ago, but it was just Brought me a flashback of nostalgia, and I'm excited to share. J.D. Frost is the founder and CEO of Croft & Frost, a firm that transcends traditional accounting and wealth creation. With both a CPA and his MBA, J.D. advises businesses on more than just their financials. He utilizes four foundations of wealth creation to help his clients, partners, and employees build courage and create wealth. JD coaches individuals on how to generate more income, protect their income, identify tax savings, and invest in themselves and others. As an entrepreneur, he knows that it, what it takes to start and scale businesses, and has used his years of experience in accounting to build a solid foundation for each and every one of his clients and partners. JD takes a holistic approach to finances, accounting and wealth creation by understanding the person behind the decision. He believes that in order to achieve one's personal and professional financial goals, one must change the way they think. And on our show, we talk about mindset. So, J.D., welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you very much for having me on here. I appreciate that,
0: So I'm really excited because what brought J.D. Frost on the show is his brand new book. Let's make sure we get all the coverage here. It's called Life Ledger, How to Build a System to Reach Your Goals. So I was honored to get a media copy and dive in. And, you know, I told him already that the highlights and the you know, the sticky notes are all over the place. So I have... A number of questions that I would love to just organically have a great conversation with you. What keeps business owners stuck? Like, you know, I've, I find that, you know, when I started reading the book, I think about, you know, sometimes they say you need to take the person who's the managing everything out of the equation because sometimes <laughs> they're the cause of the problem in fixed thinking, and, right. you know, or getting caught up in the operations part. So I'm curious what when with you teaching people about wealth creation and scaling businesses, what do you find is what is holding people back from their growth?
1: I think what uh, keeps business owners stuck is their lack of clarity, um, their lack of clarity in what their vision is and what they're trying to accomplish, their lack of clarity in what they really want. Um, um, and so I talk about that at the very beginning of the book where uh, business owners typically get stuck and they have the ability to be able to get unstuck it's up to them as business owners and until you take that ultimate responsibility you're going to continue to be stuck or feel like that you're kind of in that rat race or on that hamster wheel continuing to do the same thing over and over again and not getting a different result so the uh, the mindset of ultimate responsibility is one of the the first things that I think business owners have to uh, become aware of that I've got to get really clear on what I want. And then that will give me more direction of how to make decisions, how to make better choices, how to make good choices and get the results that we want uh, as business owners. Um, I believe that, that most business owners, if like myself, and I experienced this too. I'm a CPA. That's That's my trade. I help people with taxes. I help people with wealth, creation. And, um, when I started my business, I was a good CPA. I had a great uh, relationships. I had a great client base, but I didn't want to just, um, run a CPA firm. I wanted to own a CPA firm with other accountants there. And so Mm -hmm. I had to change the way I thought about how to build that business. And until I made that decision, until I realized that I'm responsible for that, that I got to get clarity on it, Mm -hmm. nothing nothing was going to change.
0: Okay, so I want you to help our listeners to really understand what does ultimate responsibility mean.
1: Ultimate responsibility to me um, really means uh, deciding that no matter what is happening around you, no matter what is happening to you, that until you take responsibility for everything and uh, become aware that you have the choice, the control to choose. How do you react to things happening around you? You might not have control over the things that are happening, but you do have the control to react to those and how you're going to navigate them. Um, and for me in my personal life, I did not start taking ultimate responsibility until I decided to uh, become sober. Uh, yeah. I'm an alcoholic and um, I talk about this in the book. And until January 12th of twenty. 20- 18, I had never taken what I would refer to as ultimate responsibility to overcome alcoholism.
0: Right. And, you know, when you you talk about sometimes people are in survival mode, they're not thriving. And it takes a low point in your life, like with with the alcoholism, knowing that something had to change. How did you rebuild yourself and the conviction of who you were?
1: um i had to i mean i had to go through that low point i had to go through an intervention i had to go through a time that um i really had no other choice then to change um and i was kind of given that uh those consequences and those circumstances handed to me and i'm very very grateful that that was that was my low that's as low as i want to go like i mean yeah. i can honestly say that right now um And I think that the conviction at that time was more of a, uh, I think having other people in your life to hold you accountable at that point in time is incredibly important. Mm -hmm. The conviction that I built came over time uh, by changing my daily routine, by changing um, the things that I was doing on a daily basis. John Maxwell, uh, someone that I follow, says in order to change your life, you got to change your daily routine because a series of days is Mm -hmm. what makes up our life, right? A series of days and weeks, months, years. So in order to change my life, I gotta change what I'm gonna do uh, tomorrow. I gotta change what I do today. Um, And I think that that conviction was built up over time, Um, but it took that lesson, that gut-wrenching lesson Mm -hmm. to make me change.
0: What was one of the first things you changed? I'm sorry. What was one of the first things you changed in your habits? Um,
1: I started, I started to um, create space for me to have more awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I read this book, uh, the everyday hero manifesto uh, by uh, I think it's Rob, Robin Sharma, I believe is his name. Have you yep. read that by chance?
0: I have it, but I haven't read it
1: yet man, great book. But in there, he says, the more awareness you have, the better choices you make, the better choices you make, the better results that you will get. And so I think one of the changes that I made was raising awareness. And the way I did that was counseling uh was through um, mentors that I had at the time and also going to AA. Yeah.
0: and And, you know, people look at different strategies. And sometimes it's the smallest thing, that incremental thing that helps you make those shifts. But from what I have learned about your journey, and you know, you hear about, you know, the setbacks that we have in life are our greatest comebacks. And you're mm-hmm. living proof that 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 can be true. So I, I want to emphasize that to the people listening or watching us on YouTube, that there is opportunity, no matter where you are right now, that you can thrive again where you are doesn't mean you're staying in that space and you've created a mentality the day one mentality or approach to life so i'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about that
1: yes yeah so i mean turning your setbacks into your comeback i mean the the full word of my book is written by tim story if you follow him he uh has a whole book about turning your uh, setbacks into your comebacks. So that's why I was so so happy for him to write this forward. But uh, the uh, mindset of day one is uh, basically that every day is day one. Um, Every day is a new beginning. And if I am working on changing my business, if I am uh, going through a difficult time, if I am uh, trying to stay sober if I am trying to achieve a, a big goal, like I'm training for a marathon right now, um, every day is day one. So like when you start your new workout, when you start a new book, when you start a new job or a new business or whatever it is, that first day, you're very excited. You you have extra energy. You get there early. Um, there's this zest for whatever the new thing you're doing and so if we can approach every day like it's day 1 of that job of that new workout of whatever it is of that streak maybe you're working on every day then you'll be able to string together those day ones so for me i mean one of the the uh, the habit of not drinking for me has been one of the longest streaks of day ones that i've put together i mean it's been almost 5 years now Um, That did not mean that every day was easy uh, at all, but I started to put together a daily routine um, that enabled me to be able to accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. And to me, um, not drinking seemed impossible. It seemed, uh, it just, I still can't believe it myself. Um, So for any business owner, entrepreneur, individual, um, these setbacks, these times that are difficult one of my favorite sayings here lately has been has been uh, this too shall pass Mm -hmm. Um, so the idea the mindset of day one if you had an incredible day awesome day one if you had a really terrible day day one it's the best way to remain just level-headed even kill very stoic throughout each and every day no matter what is happening in that mindset
0: very powerful. So no matter if you trip up or you have a, a bo- you know, bonus day, that's going great that, you know, it's day one and tomorrow you need to show up again.
1: Yes. And I love that. 100%. I love 100%.
0: that.
1: And show up like it's day one. Um, in one of the simplest habits, I feel like in order to change your life and this started happening for me, um, besides raising more awareness, but one of the simplest ways to change your life is to uh, beat the sun up. If you're already beating the sun up, uh, beat the sun up by 20 minutes earlier than you did before. I think that us as human beings, that uh, man, we have this internal desire to be producing all the time and, and moving and going and doing and this and this and this. I don't think that we take enough time just for ourselves so that then we can pour into other people. So a very simple way to change your life is to just change the time in which you wake up. Now, if, if I'm trying to change the time in which I wake up, um, if I'm going to wake up a lot earlier, now I need to go to bed earlier. So now the end of my day is really the beginning of my day. So how I end my day is how I'm going to start the next day. Putting that together and living out that mindset is crazy powerful. Yeah. Cause I mean, ultimately, I hear people say, I want financial freedom. I want to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it. I want to be able to afford the finer things, all those kinds of things. I believe that in order to do those things, you got to get control of yourself first
0: Mm -hmm. before
1: you can control the million dollars, before you can control that business or scale it.
0: And you know what I find is you're going to do things that others aren't willing to do.
1: Totally. Yes. Scaling starts with you. It completely starts with you. So, so how in the world, I mean, I, I, st- when I started building uh, my business, the first time I built it up to 42 people, I couldn't go anywhere past that, those 42 people. Cause I hadn't really worked on myself. Right. All that kind of ended up getting destroyed because of me um, in 2019, because the decisions that I made and I was in the middle of, you know, being sober, rebuilding my, my life. Um, it's funny how our businesses ended up being the direct reflection of our personal life and the, and the business kind of trails behind the okay. personal growth. So if you're having a setback personally, get ready. Your business is going to start to feel that eventually.
0: So take us to 2019, Tell, tell us about how it felt to, you were working on getting control of your life, yet other parts were falling apart. And, you know, I know people listening that, that there's someone out there who needs to, is probably feeling what you felt then. And I would love for you to share with them kind of where you saw in this darkness, where this light existed for change.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah like I said I had gotten sober in 2018 I was continuing to work through that I started to really pour into my personal life uh, um, my uh, my marriage my family um, didn't mean that I neglected work but I you know it just wasn't the same um, and so I ended up breaking up with a former business partner in 2019 and I did it uh, in a way of uh, just ending it very quickly and um, and that's really hard to unwind um, when when that happens. And so, during the time, uh, during that time, lost about seven hundred and thirty-eight clients. Lost thirty-six, no, thirty-four people. Um, we had people quitting every single week, leaving, not believing in the vision, not believing in the culture. Said it was a toxic work environment. Um, and looking back. Back on it. Yeah. Yeah. It it was. It was. And and I can and I can admit it right now. The only thing that was able to give me some kind of light, some kind of uh, some kind of belief at that time was the fact that I knew personally I was growing. And mm-hmm. I had been taught by other mentors of mine, other people in my life that were able to say, look, I've I've been with you during the good times. I've been with you during this time. I know that you're working on yourself and I know that the business is going to flourish once we get through this, but we got to go through this. Right. So I would encourage anybody who is going through that difficult time, through that setback in their business, through that setback in their marriage, this too shall pass, start to pour into yourself as much as you possibly can. Like say, okay, however, I have been living my life on a day-to-day basis up until now, tomorrow I'm going to do it differently. I'm going to start making myself a priority so that then I can pour into other people right? and know that it is going to be a long uh, process. And that day one mentality will help you to enjoy the journey along the way, um, not just get through it.
0: Awesome. And I know since you've rebuilt and you your company abides by core values of value, collaboration, vibe, and courage. Can you tell mm-hmm. me what that looks like in action?
1: Yes. Um, so in 2019, towards the end of it, I, I was, uh, when, I, when I first got sober, I got on social media, started changing the way that our business operated, started changing our culture significantly. Um, And that led me to meet my uh, current business partner, Paul Croft. Um, Paul uh, is a big believer, big visionary. If you've ever read the book, Rocket Fuel, it's the second book to another one called Traction by Gino Wickman. And it talks about a visionary and an integrator. And and a very ideal business partnership is for a visionary to be working with an integrator. Well, I'm an integrator. Uh, Paul is a visionary. And so... Our core values, value, vibe, collaboration, courage, um, value. We, on a practical basis, always want to be providing value to our clients. I was on the phone with a a Zoom call with a tax planning client today. We cut his taxes from a $39,000 tax bill down to a $16,000 tax bill by Mm -hmm. collaborating and working together and understanding and communicating on what actually happened this year, what transactions occurred, so that we could allocate those the right way to save money on taxes. So we're creating value in our relationship. Vibe, we want to have an incredible vibe with our clients, with our team, with our business partnership. So Paul Croft, big vibe guy, like just if it's a good feeling, if things are flowing, that's a good vibe. We want to always be mindful of the vibe. I was on a call with a client today as well. We had a bad vibe. Vibe going on. It just it's a bad vibe. Like this isn't a good fit, you know. And I can't overcome that. I have to approach it. I have to be honest about it and authentic and say, look, this this, this isn't working out. That those two things happened today. Uh, collaboration. Uh, we had a meeting today with, with one of our managers with uh, with one of our, our our chief of staff, and we were collaborating together, coming up with a better way for our operations to work for 2023 tax season. So there's collaboration being uh, um, being uh, lived out. And then courage. Paul Croft, my business partner, is a big courage. Courage before cash, he says all the time. So it takes courage to have conversations like I had today. It takes courage mm-hmm. to be able to ask uh, some of our lenders for more capital if we need it. It takes courage to be able to talk to our team and say, hey, this is the direction we're going now, even though it feels a little uneasy, this is, this is uncomfortable, but this is our growth zone. There's no comfort in the, uh, there's no growth in the comfort zone and no comfort in the growth zone that takes courage. That's how we yeah. live things out.
0: Definitely. Cause I know you're all about building courage and creating wealth One thing that I really paid particular attention to is in your bio, not only is it your clients and partners that you're doing that with, you also help your employees build courage and create wealth.
1: Yes. Yes. I mean, we, we look, we believe that our team is our, is our first, um, our first priority as clients. We believe that our team are, is our client. We want to help them build courage and create wealth. We want to change the way they think. That doesn't mean we want them to think exactly like us, but if they are in a place right now that they are not satisfied with, they want to grow. They got to change the way they think. They got to get around other people. That's what helped me to change the way I thought when I was getting sober and, or when I was rebuilding our company, I had to change the way I thought. And so, we are constantly working with our team. We are sending out invites to this webinar we have this week. It's how to build a blueprint for your 2023. I made sure that our HR uh, director was texting and inviting each person on our team. We have about 90 people on our team now to right. make sure they signed up for that first, not just our clients. Yeah. Because we're in the people business. We are in the build courage, create wealth business, which is different from most accounting firms. So we, we've got to first start with our team. If we can't change our team's lives, if we can't help them live out the four foundations of wealth creation, if we cannot help them to save money on taxes or increase their recurring monthly income, how in the world are we going to be able to help a client? You know? Yeah.
0: It makes me also think of a book that I've read called the dream manager by Matthew Kelly many years ago, and it was being effective leader, right? an effective leader. I love leader. that
1: book. Yeah. I so, love that book. I read that uh, two years ago.
0: How have you been able to utilize that with your staff? Like, have you taken time to learn what some of their goals and dreams are? And have have you seen progression in yes. how that has transferred? Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, one of my mentors, Grant Cardone, uh, he said that the, the way the Most six, the thing, the one action that has helped him to be the most successful is writing his goals down every single day, twice a day. I started in November of 2019 when I was rebuilding, I started writing down my goals every single day, twice a day. I was like, I'm going to do this. I've never seen Grant Cardone write down his goals. I'm not saying that he doesn't do it. I just hadn't seen it. He talks about it, but I haven't seen it. And I'm sure he's done it. Sure he does it still but I haven't seen it. So I was like, I'm going to be the goal writing guy. Like I'm going to show people that I'm doing this. And I literally have done it every single day. I write down affirmations and goals now. Um, yeah. But I, I got to write that down every single day. Another gentleman, Brandon Dawson, he was talking about helping your team reach their personal, professional financial goals. That's a part of our mission now. So in order mm-hmm. for us to re- live out our mission, We are here to help entrepreneurs build courage and create wealth so that they can reach their personal, professional, financial goals. So, if we're going to help entrepreneurs do that, that would include our team. So, we got to know what their goals are. And the way that we live out that dream manager, one of our team members wanted to start their own company. We helped her start a bookkeeping company. We refer business to her bookkeeping company. Uh, We had another. I had a guy just recently, they got engaged and this guy asked his wife, his fiance to marry him in this setting that literally we had a painting, uh, it's a photograph, it looks like a painting. And he was like, hey, I want to take that. Like, can I buy that from you so that I can keep that at my house to remember that? I was like, dude, take it off the wall today. You know, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that yeah. I feel like is important. We have another individual. He wanted to create passive income. So this past year, he's invested more than he made the first year he worked with us because wow. that was his goal. Yeah. So we are, yes, we are, we have to, I mean, gosh, when you write a book about goals and, 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 and dreams and fulfilling those and how to build a system to reach your goals, you better be talking to your team about that and know what those, what those goals are. I,
0: I think it's amazing I, um, because, you know, people read books and, you know, some of my friends, I'll say, Deb, I've read this book. and I've read this book. And I said, but have you taken something that you're going to integrate into your life, your practice, your business, your leadership? And uh, it always excites me to hear that someone is doing it and it's in action. It's tangible. And, You build loyalty. You have people who want to continue to work or support your growth or brainstorm new ideas because they know that you see them, right? You see them for who they are, and you can appreciate what they bring—that value—and you can collaborate with them and align everything with core values. Thank you. Yes.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I love seeing that. Yeah, it takes it takes. Yeah, it takes the actual action though behind it. Um, I was one of. those two that, uh, when I finally got sober, I, I finally got into reading books, getting gaining awareness. Um, I spent a lot of time drinking, I mean, a lot of time wasted. And so I wanted to, I wanted to, you know, read books. I started getting new ideas. And every time I read a book, um, I always wanted to read a book that I could take something away. I love listening to Jesse Itzler speak. Every time he speaks, I get at least one action item, he always creates his speech around that one action item that you can go do immediately. Like it's, you walk away and you can go implement what he talked about. And I love, right. love that. And so I wanted to have a book when I decided to write this in 2018, um, I wanted to have a book that was, that was like that. And I think that uh, in the ch- chapters where we talk about building the foundation, uh your the creation foundation, um, those daily five, that's something that you can implement immediately. Um, I would love to hear somebody who read this book and decided to beat the sun up for the first time. You know, uh, it's something real simple that you can do yeah. to, to change your life.
0: So beating up the sun, you know, it can be as small as 20 minutes earlier. Uh, I know there's some other parts of your morning routine that you have established to help you beat the sun, but also make you stronger. And I know one of the the questions that you ask yourself is what will make today great.
1: So share a little
0: bit more about that and that practice.
1: Yeah. So the daily five, and it doesn't have to be in the morning. I've, I've had, I've been on a few podcasts and I've also been talking to my team about the daily five for years. And all of them are like, how in the world do you do this every single day before you go to work? I'm like, there's no way I get this done every single day before I go to work. It's it's impossible. Like the days just, I mean, stuff happens. Right. Um, But one of those daily five is the daily ledger, which is a journal that I write in in every single day. That's where I write my goals down. And, um, and a part of that in in a structure, we're actually having a webinar on it this week where we write down what will make today. Great. Um, So, You always want to think about well what would make this a a fantastic day today i wrote down that we send out as a team a thousand text messages to invite people to our webinar this saturday that would make today great and we ended up sending out a little over 2500 text messages today it was crazy and i believe that since i wrote that down it became a priority that day and i know that we were successful today no matter what else happened because we accomplished that. And so that raises awareness, that increases focus, that gives me a a, a measurement, a benchmark that today was great. And the daily five, what I talk about in here, I don't care what happens during the day. If I do those daily five, then I have accomplished something. Because most people, It is really, really, really simple to do the same thing every single day, but it is really hard to do the same thing every single day. It's It's very difficult. True story. (laughs) There's 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 one part in here that I talk about the X factor. I had this one uh, mentor of mine. He was like, I can't write down my goals every day. I can't like I I I just can't do it. He had this can't mentality. I said, Let me tell you what, man. I was like, all you need to do is open up your journal and put an X there every day. Don't write down goals. Don't don't, like eliminate the excuse, whatever it is. I know you can put an X on a piece of paper tomorrow. And then I want you to do it the next day. And the next day, I was like, I bet you can't do it 30 days in a row. And he did it. And I was like, I bet you can't do it 60 days in a row. And he did it. And I said, I bet you can't do 90. And he didn't do it. It is hard. Yeah, it is hard to do the same thing every single day. So the more focus that we can have on that daily routine, um, it doesn't have to be all in the morning. It doesn't have to be a workout that is an hour long or that makes you right. feel like, man, I just did. It can be 10 push pushups. Um, I could talk for hours about it. I'm sorry. I kind of kept running on there. No,
0: no, that it's very powerful. It Cause I know I've even gone on YouTube and done a 10 minute glute workout and then paid for it the next day thinking, Oh, I didn't know how much impact you can have in 10 minutes, right?
1: Yes, that's yes, exactly. And if you do 10 minutes every single day for a thousand days in a row, Holy crap, you're going to be in some great shape. Yeah. And so we think this, you know, especially with the beginning of a new year coming up and everything. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to really hit it. I'm going to read this many books or that many books. What can we do on a daily basis? Maybe I just need to try to read two pages a day. Maybe it's just one paragraph a day. But if I read one paragraph a day, I probably will read more than I ever have in my life next year.
0: (laughs) Another true story, you know, because there's a lot of people who haven't read a book in like forever And they're like, oh, I don't like reading. And I'm like, have you picked up the right book? Have you picked up something that has actually spoken to you? Very powerful. Yep. Can you, exactly how how do you help people discover what their goals truly are to help them develop that awareness?
1: Um, I, I ask them what they want. Um, I ask them what they want. And, and. When I ask them what they want, there's a story in here. Um, This one girl that works with us, I said, what do you want? She was like, I want to build a hundred million dollar company. I'm like, okay, why? Well, I want to be able to afford whatever I want when I want. Why? Because I want to be able to be with my family. And I say, why? And she's like, like, I want to spend more time with my son. And she started crying. And I was like, there it is. I want to spend more time with my son. That's what I want. I don't, she don't want a hundred million dollar company. She wants to spend more time with her son. And I said, you can do that right now. Yeah. You can do that tomorrow. When we finally get down to, to the why of what we want. We got to ask ourselves what we want, and then we got to ask ourselves why three times. Why? Why Mm -hmm. is that? It gets you down to like like the real reason. When we get down to that real reason, most of the time, I would say 99% of the time on that third why, you already have the ability to do what you really want to do. You have every bit of power to do it, but it's going to require some sacrifice. In her case, she had to stop going to work. Uh, she had to stop staying at work so late. She right. felt like she'd stay at work late in order to make more money in order mm-hmm. to then be with her son. Well, she doesn't need to make more money to be with her son. She just needs to choose her time and where she spends it and the priority. Well, that's going to prevent her from getting her uh, right. what Jimmy Choo shoes or Gucci shoes or whatever it is. That's going to require some sacrifice, but the shoes aren't really what she wants. No, it's the time with her son. So when we are helping our team, when we're helping clients, I was interviewing with a guy today. He was asking me questions and he said, should I start scaling my business? When should I start hiring new people and everything? I said, well, what do you want? He was like, well, I want to make, I want to make money. Well, how much money? Well, $10,000 a month. Okay. Um, why do you want to make that? I want to cover my health insurance and all my expenses. And I want to have this much money left over. Okay, great. Right. Can you do that right now without hiring anybody? He's like, yes. I said, so what are we talking about? You don't need to hire anybody. Yeah. Just go do it. You already have the ability.
0: Right. And he already articulated the plan, which is even- 100%.
1: Yeah. Yes. And that's the thing. Most of us already know the plan. We already know which direction we want to go. We just, for some reason, we feel like there's a there's another way we got to go to get there when really yeah. it's in our control. And that goes back to that ultimate responsibility. We all have control over uh, what we really want. Now, I want, I have one of my, my goals is to make a million dollars a month. I want to do that because I want to see if I can do it. I just want to see if it's possible. That's very important to me. But right, in order to make a million dollars a month, that means that I'm not going to be at every single one of my daughter's volleyball games. It means right. I'm not going to be at every single family dinner. Yeah. I'm okay with that. And my family's okay with that because I make time to go to New York with them or I make time to go on trips with them. Right. So you, you're going to have some sacrifice with deciding what those things are. Yeah. And it's literally in our control. Yeah. But the other cool thing is this. If I write down, I make a million dollars a month long enough and every day and remind myself of that. And I'm doing the things that are going to be required, the actions, the asset activities that I talk about in here. Yeah. If I'm willing to do those things every single day, and then eventually I go after a couple of years, man, this has taken a long time. I don't know that I want this anymore. I totally have the ability to stop writing that down.
0: Right. Right. And, and by writing it down twice a day, and I know it's no matter what, there's no excuses because it doesn't, it's not like, oh, I missed writing it down in the morning, but now that you thought about it, why not write it down now, right? Get it, get it done and make it happen. When
1: I was writing, yeah, when I was, when I was writing it, the goals down twice a day, even if I didn't write it down in the morning, I would still write it twice at night. Because if I was writing it down twice, then that was two times more than anybody else was writing it down right
0: and there's something so, to be said about inking it so you can think it like putting it into your oh,
1: consciousness yes totally has to be a pen and paper our chief of staff uh rocky garza he used to argue with me this all the time <laughs> he would say like i don't need to do that i can just punch it in my phone or i don't need to do that i'll put it on my remarkable awesome. i was like dude it's got to be this journal it's got to be this pen you, you, you gotta put the pen to paper, and he finally came around, and that's when our business really, actually started to really grow and scale over the last eighteen months, which has been incredible to see. So, has
0: he has he come um, to you and said, "Hey, it works"?
1: Oh yeah. Oh, he he coined the phrase "daily is daily." Now, like we call it the daily ledger. Daily is daily. Like it doesn't yeah. mean that it has to happen in the morning. Doesn't mean that it's in the evening, and it doesn't mean either it's daily. Yeah. Like, There's no, it doesn't like, there's no holiday. There's no weekend. There's no, um, no, I mean, no offense to anybody, but there's no, my grandmother died or or this happened or that happened. It doesn't matter. That's ultimate responsibility. I have control that I can write this down every single day and I'm going to accept responsibility for it. I have to stay sober no matter what is happening. If there's an earthquake or a fire or whatever, I can't say. Well, yeah, that happened. So I'm going to go ahead and drink today. I can't do that. Yeah. That's ultimate. That answers your question maybe a little bit better. That's ultimate responsibility.
0: Basically, ultimate responsibility is about keeping your commitments to yourself, those promises to yourself, and actually following through and being answerable, accountable for those actions and thoughts and everything that you're getting. Right. And like you said, you know, your your results are going to tell a story.
1: Yes. And the daily five and the life ledger is practicing that commitment to doing what you say you're going to do, because most of the people that are getting what they want and that are the most peaceful people, whether they have a lot of money or not, they do what they say they're going to do and they know that they're going to do that and they don't fool themselves at all. Right.
0: Right. So can you tell us a little bit about the life mapping, life mapping and life auditing? Because I know that they work together.
1: Yes, they do. Yes, so um, in the book, I talk about what I started doing is I would I would literally write down what I do in thirty minute increments during the day because I wanted I wanted to figure out like am I doing something that's helping me reach my goals or am I doing something that's not like I used to watch a lot of reality TV I used to watch a lot of Netflix I still do watch quite a few shows now, but I do it at certain times. I don't get lost in it every single evening. So I started writing down in 30 minute increments, like from when I got up all the way and I go to bed, I would do it while I was going through the day. And I would also do it a couple of times while I was thinking about yesterday. I think there's something to, I don't know exactly the science of it, but something about doing it while you're going through the day. And then also remembering the previous day. But that enabled me to be able to then see all my activities. What was I spending my time doing? Raising awareness by doing that. And then auditing that and saying, is this an asset activity or a liability activity Mm -hmm. which utilizes my goals as the filter? Right. So if one of my goals is to spend more time with my family and I'm spending a lot of time at home, like I'm at home doing this, I'm at home doing that, I'm at home doing this. Yeah, man, those are all inside activities cuz that's helping me accomplish that goal. Right. So raising the awareness of your activities really takes putting pen to paper again and helping ourselves be aware of where we're spending our time. Because if we raise that awareness then we can make better choices and that's part of the audit is I'm going to audit this to see if it's an asset or a liability.
0: Mm-hmm. And give us an example like what is a liability and what would be an asset for example?
1: Um, a, a liability would be um, if if I'm trying to reach a certain income level and I'm spending a significant amount of time on social media just surfing social media each day, call it for three hours, that would be a liability. Now, if I'm trying to increase my income, and I'm posting on social media to get more eyes on me and my business so that I can then pick up more clients. And I'm using social media as a tool, then social media would be an asset activity, not a liability. Right. Because I'm using it as a tool, not being distracted as, uh, as, as a future obligation and wasting time. Yeah. So an activity, depending on your goal, uh could could be an asset or a liability. I mean, my daughter could end up saying, I want to be a social media, you know, I want to be a social media star or whatever. Okay. Well, me being on social media might be helping her to reach her goal. And that would be an asset activity.
0: Right. Right. And I, and even if you went on YouTube or watched others of how they presented themselves, that'd be more of an asset because you're, you're educating, using an educational tool to help yourself right. become better and then integrating it into your own practice. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Totally, I've got people that I follow on social media, and I'm constantly watching them. A guy named Ryan Pineda, a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, I, I'm I'm watching them, I, I, Grant Cardone. I'm watching them and seeing what they're doing, and going, okay, since they're doing that, I need to do this. Right. I'm not doing it just to aimlessly scroll and and get out of reality. Yeah. Uh, I'm using it as a tool. Yeah.
0: And, you know, the same thing could be for Netflix, for example, you know, some people will binge, but then there'll be some who will watch the same show and they might write a blog about it, right? So it's paying attention to how you're utilizing that time. And I I really like how you frame it in the liability asset, because it helps you go back to why am I doing this activity? Is it in alignment with what I want to accomplish? You know, JD, this has been a... Fabulous interview, jam-packed with tips and strategies and just sharing your story. You need to get out there and get JD's book, Life Ledger. And uh, it's fabulous. And so many good concrete examples of what you can start doing today, your day one, right? Yes. Yes. So, J.D., I love to finish off the interview. I ask two standard questions I love to ask. And I know you've dropped a few books for us, but what is one book that has really had an impact in your life and shifted you to living your life the way you do?
1: Um, I would say one, it's called The Daily Stoic that I started reading this year. Um, It is an incredible book, 365 days one page a day. Most of the pages are like half a page and it is uh, more of a philosophical book, but it has changed the way that I think about relationships, uh, interacting uh, with my own mind and uh, incredible, incredible book. Um, And then the other one I would say that had the most impact on me is that Everyday Hero Manifesto.
0: Awesome. Thank you. And the final one is, what does it mean to you to live rich from the inside out?
1: Oh, man, Uh, I think to live rich from the inside out uh, really, uh, for me, starts with my faith, starts with uh, my relationship with Christ. And uh, for me, living rich from the inside out is um, studying his word and and, uh, praying and meditating And, um, making sure through that prayer, that I'm doing everything that he wants me to be doing and surrendering to him. Beautiful.
0: And stepping into the person that he's designed you to be.
1: Exactly. And so if I go in with that mindset, that setback that I'm having is to mold me into the person that he wants me to be. And if I can live that way, man, I I can make it through anything, anything um, no matter what.
0: That's amazing. Any final words for everyone listening in or watching this?
1: Um, I would just say, thank you so much for having me on here. I really appreciate it. You ask really good questions and I uh, appreciate you taking the time to, to, uh, to read the book. And, uh, I just, I want to encourage people to get out there and get into any kind of a book, raise the awareness uh, for yourself, learn something new, learn something new about your mind, body, uh, your spirit. Um, I, I think that raising that awareness is going to help us to make those better choices, um, and get, and get the results that we want. Um, and a very, very good way to be able to do that is to write your goals down on every single day.
0: Yeah, that's very powerful. So everyone, if you're going to start your day one, let's get you starting out by writing your goals out twice a day. And no matter what, no excuses, if it pops into your mind or set a reminder for yourself, and it is ink, pen and paper.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. How can people stay in touch with you? Because I know I've been on your website. I know you have a lot of free resources for people and a lot of opportunities to connect with you. Um, Can you share a little bit about that?
1: Yes. So um, best way to stay in touch with me personally is to follow me on Instagram at jdfrost.today, at jdfrost.today, TikTok at jdfrost.today as well, or my website is jdfrost.today.
0: Thank you very much, JD. And thank you for sharing your wisdom and your experience. Um, it, It means a lot to everyone listening. And I know that there's opportunities for continuous growth and for people to step into their potential. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us here on the Millionaire Woman Show. I'd love for you also to go over to my website at www.debrakasowski.com. That's Kasowski with an S, K-A-S-O-W-S-K-I.com, where you can get your free 10-page Reset Your Mindset that will set you up to really, when you feel like you're off track, to make ensure that you're stepping into that growth mindset. And we talked a little bit about that today. As Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world and go out and make today great.